Welcome to another episode of Kings of the Heart. My name is Tyreek Omari Walton, joined by the one and only Dr. 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 John Hart. My man, what's going on, brother? Man, it's good to see you, man. Can't shake it. Uh, I'm happy, man. You know, the sun is out. Sun is out. Cicadas out. Yeah, right? Trying to block this over. Trying to block this over. Dude, they are everywhere. Yo, it's like the Jay-Z takeover. It's Everybody's talking about it. Facebook, all over. Everybody's getting it. You can't help it. You know, I walked outside one day. I saw this car covered in them. I'm like, hold on. What is going on here? But, hey, nature. Nature. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. You can't fight the nature. Yeah, man. But it's always good to see you, homie. You know, we, we love to do it for the people, so... It's another great week, another great topic, you know. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, man, look at this week's topic. You know, this kind of takes me back. I remember back when I was working on radio um, years ago, and one of my co-hosts, Kima, had just gotten married. And she had this profound statement. She was like, you know, it really, the biggest adjustment for me has been going from I to we. You know, moving from that sense of self after being single for so long and now you're in a relationship with somebody else and trying to figure out and navigate the ways of interacting with them that's going to keep things, you know, healthy and and, and romantic and all, all those different things that go into having a healthy relationship that we've been talking about. And that's a major shift for a lot of people, man. It is. You know, so what we want to do is talk today about what is it like? You know, how do you actually make that jump from the self to the couple moving from that I to the we you know and I think that's something we've been seeing a lot with our tell me I know we talked about this a little bit we've been seeing this a lot with our couples too lately you know so tell me about some of the things you've been seeing in in, in relation to moving from I to we yeah um some of the things that I've seen like right off the back some of the stuff is unintentional right so I'm seeing a lot of family of origin kind of tendencies and habits blocking people from um trying to reorient themselves around the we right like what like what like what kind of family of origin things right so it's kind of like well this is just how i communicate i don't do the text okay like that's that's a good example right right? is i don't do the text i like i come from a family where we got to be face to face and if it ain't face to face you know like those kinds of things right Right. um so communication comes up problem solving brother reek you bring this up all the time some people some people come from you know families where the problem solving you you don't talk about problem solving you need to show results Mm -hmm. so meaning the the outcome is way more important than the process where when you're doing the we it's actually about the process right the outcome is important, but the process is so critical. Right. That's about the we. And you have people who are like, nah, like I just solved it and that was done, right? So a good example is solving things without your partner, even though it's in good intentions. Or like something that happened recently is I think like one of my couples, I think the husband went to go grocery shopping because he was like, oh, my wife is working. You know, I want to like take that labor off of her. But she ended up feeling some kind of way because she's like, well, that's a joint activity. And he's like, well, it's not that Tim is like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, mm-hmm. I try to help you. Right. And so but, you know, it, it, the the act of going to go do the grocery shopping, that was one thing that was part of it. But the other part of it underneath was 
what does we look like? Is, right. is it so is grocery shopping something that we do together? Right. Because it makes us feel connected. So those are a couple of examples, practical examples I, I've heard recently that I want to throw to you. But I mean, brother Reek, for you, I mean, like, I know you've been hearing it as well. The I versus the we. I mean, like, what are some things that you're seeing? I mean, the main thing is that people forget that when you marry someone or when you're in a relationship with somebody, you become a team. You know, yeah. you're no longer a solo player. You know, this isn't track. You're not out there running solo. You know, this is actually basketball. This is football. You know, you have a teammate, and it's a matter of learning how to navigate those um, those those issues, like problem solving. Yeah, like you like you just said, for some people, it's so much easier just to figure things out on your own Correct. because you know you don't have to talk about it. You can just process mm-hmm. it in your brain. You don't have to explain it to anybody. But when you have a, a mate, now you have to actually sit down. Break things down the way that you see them. Correct. And it can feel like a nuisance. It's like, I could just do this on my own. Why am I talking to you? Correct. Well, the reason why you're talking to them is because they're your teammate. This is someone that you actually have to consider when you are making new moves. And that's the thing that's really hard for people. When you it think is, about man. moving from I to we, the idea that you have to consider somebody else with everything that you're doing now. Yeah, that's real. I think that really that really sums up. The, I think the other thing that comes up, too, is it's like these... I'll call them like these like philosophical differences. So why is it that like some people feel that in order to do the we, it's black and white. It's like, well, I'm my own person. And it's like, but Mm -hmm. no one's challenging that. No one's actually asking you to change the core of who you are. What we are asking you is you need to reorient the way that looks in the context of a relationship. Right. You know when that shows up the most? When you talk to people about checking in now with their mate. Oh, my God. I'm out. And she's expecting me to call in and check in every five minutes. Well, she's not really expecting me to check in every five minutes. She just Correct. wants to know that you're okay. You know, so checking in <laughs> once or twice a night is not a big deal. But for some people, they feel like it infringes on their independence. Correct. It's like, yeah. well, but guess yeah. what? You're not independent anymore. Not saying you're dependent. You are interdependent. You're with yeah. someone now that you are sharing a life with and someone who cares about you enough to know, who wants to know what's going on with you. Making sure yeah. you're safe, making sure that things are going well. And so it's just a simple check-in. It doesn't yeah, have to be a long man. conversation. Look, at nope. send a text real quick. Baby, I'm still hanging out with my friends. I'll be home about an hour later. You know, just something simple. But yeah. people are like, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't have to check in with her. Or I shouldn't have to check with him. It's not about checking. It, it's not about, you know, getting permission. Yeah, man. I've you're had just, to use that just term. Che- you're just checking in. You're just letting people know where you're at. Yeah. I, 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 and I'm glad you, you named that particular term because I've, my experience has been, I think that's one of the common blockages is mm-hmm. like, well, I'm a grown adult. I don't need to be asking permission. And it's like, no, we hear that, but you need to hear what we're saying is that in the context of a relationship, you need to, you, you, I know this sounds harsh, but it's like you do owe it to your partner to let them know how you are doing mm-hmm. and for them to let you know how they are doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel um when you talk about the I versus the we, um, right, we're talking about some of these like blockages. I named family of origin, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff. Brother Rico, are there other categories of, of barriers that we can name for our listeners that you think mess up this whole dichotomy of I versus we? Man, we can get into attachment, you yeah. know, and being avoidant, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. not, not wanting to talk and just feeling like, um, you know, that 
you decide that you want to be with somebody, but you have a hard time getting close. And so that gets in the way of being able to form the we. You know, you're always keeping some kind of emotional distance. Yeah. You know, so maybe even trust issues. Yeah. All those things play a role. You know, all those. But you know what I'm curious about? What, what's behind that thinking? You know, for those people, you know, specifically going back to exa- the example of um, not wanting to check in and those who are fighting so hard to maintain this sense of independence. What goes into that thinking? Why do you think they're fighting so hard to let the other person know, look, I'm still my own person? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's, there's probably like a handful of things there. I think one of them is, you know, people's experiences around control and authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to go sociological for, with it, but I mean. Nah, go so, man, go, right? go there, man. Go there right? for the people. Go there. The people want you to go there. Go there. Go sociological, man. Right, because when you think about it, like authority is one of those big time concepts. Uh, power control yeah. are like explicit concepts we experience this every day. Yeah, um, in our individual lives, we experience it as a society as it relates to race and gender and all, yeah. right. So these are prominent things that are actually seeping into the consciousness of our listeners, mm-hmm. even for you and I and our loved ones. But what happens though is that when they, because they're seeped in, because we experience it implicitly and explicitly. The way it's manifesting in the relationships that we have with people who actually love us and care for us is getting very warped, Mm -hmm. right? It's almost like because your boss rides you all damn day, you come home and you're literally like, don't nobody tell me what to do. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, that's what I mean. Like, I just wanted to kind of scale it down, you know, and and I'm being a little facetious here, but that's just, it's it's a good example, right? It's kind of like my boss dogs me, tells me what to do every time I'm being micromanaged and people don't like to be micromanaged. But what's happening is what you're experiencing or what you've talked about this all the time, what your definition and conceptualization of micromanaging is, is sometimes can get warped with I'm just asking you to check in with me. No, no, no. you see what I mean? Like it's these concepts are probably trying to control me. Right. But we need to be able to talk to our partners, our loved ones about like, well, I'd like to know how does me wanting to check in with you? How does that resonate with you around control? See, that's the conversation needs to be had. Right. You don't have to go sociological with it and talk about let's break down what control, but (laughs) I think it's important to even name it and say, you know, sweetheart babe whoever like i i i need to be honest with you i feel that checking in often you know puts me in a position where i feel surveilled or i feel that you don't trust me right just typically underlying things that are actually there exactly but when we start saying these trigger words like you know you don't control me i'm my own person that's too reactive and you're blocking some really serious conversations that need to be had. So that's just one way that I, I think about that thinking cognitive piece about that. Right. And, and and kind of piggybacking on that, the thing that I pick up on is people are so fearful to lose themselves in their yeah. relationships. Yeah. They think, okay, well, I'm with someone now. I'm not going to be able to think for myself. I'm not going to be able to make my own decisions. I'm going to become, you know, I'm not going to be who I am anymore. I'm going to have to give up and sacrifice what I know and how I feel to appease somebody else. And so I'm going to push against that as much as possible. And it's like, you're not going to lose yourself again. You're still two individuals, but you're not living an individual life. You have to figure out, okay, you know, you don't want to be codependent. I just mentioned this before. You will be interdependent. And what that look, you know, we can talk about what that looks like, but it's not about blending and becoming like, you know, you're not going to be red and blue and all of a sudden become purple. 
You know, you're yeah. not going to blend yourselves together like that. You're still going to be red and blue, but you're going to be working side by side, you yeah. know. And so yeah. I think people are really fearful of just losing themselves and thinking that they can't maintain any form of independence when, if they are going to, you know, um, go to that we. Leave that I am, go to that we. No, that yeah. we is that we is just two people who are working together to make things possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's straight up. But also, I also want to add, because it's true, like, yeah, th- there's going to be red and blue, but there's also going to be like that purple that does exist. I mean, uh, without that's a why doubt. you're together. Without right? a doubt. That's why right. you are together. Right. Like, there has to be some right. purple there. Yeah. As, I think, that, as that crossover. Right. It's, it's, like, it's that Venn diagram. It's that Venn yeah, diagram. Man. Right. Yeah, from like third grade, right? <laughs> right. Diagram, those, right. Those two circles that cross over, you have that center, center everywhere. You guys are doing things together. You guys are fully formed together. But then you still have those other areas outside that little middle section where you're still just yourself. And you still have yeah. that room to be yourself. Yeah. And 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 I and 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 again, like I, I had a client recently laugh. A couple of days ago they laughed because I said uh in session, I was like, Yeah, I said but conflict is conflict and disagreement. It's, I was like, it's good. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the Venn diagram. Like, like the, the ways that I see it and the ways that you see it doesn't make it bad. Like right. I do think we, uh, it's all about like, well, let's talk about this because there's nothing wrong with, with, with maintaining your individuation. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Right. And, and there's even like research that really talks about it. So we, we even as therapists do understand how critical it is to one's ego self and stuff like that, that you maintain some soul, some sense of yes. soul. Yes. It's, 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 it's not even about us, like the, the research. I mean, the books have been read, wrote and written about this. But the problem is, though, is that, like, it's, it's the way you see it doesn't have to be this black and white thing mm-hmm. of freedom versus control. Right. I think that's kind of the other cognitive pieces, like people are feeling that, I am who I am. I should be free to do what I say and how I do. Mm-hmm. But remember, it's context, right? Now, you should you are free to go to your job and cuss out your bo- your boss or your board of directors. You are free to do that. But you need to understand that in that context. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. context. So I always get annoyed whenever people, even when it comes to the I versus the we, they're not really being honest right. and even equitable around well, how do we make sense of any differences that come up? Right. It, it can't be your way or the highway, or you can't be in situations where you feel like you're, it has to be your partner's way or the highway because that that's how resentment kicks up. Right. And even, you know, an example of that too is thinking what you have to sacrifice to be in the relationship and thinking that you're, again, that you're giving everything up. And like you said, research shows that it's important that you still maintain a sense of your individual, individual. Correct. You know the word. Yeah, individuation. <laughs> there yeah. you go. It's true. Individuation. Um, and so, you know, you don't give all your activities. Now, you can still be on the bowling league. You know, you, you can, there's, there's so many things that you, can still, that you should still be doing to, to maintain that sense of independence. But then you have to look. There are some things that you will have to sacrifice. You may not be able to just hang out with your friends at 4 o'clock in the morning anymore. Correct. You know, Correct. especially not with, without checking in. You know, you're right. not going to be able to just go over and spend the night at somebody's house anymore. You know, there are going to have to be new boundaries that are established in order to maintain the health of your current relationship. But that Correct. doesn't mean that you give up everything. I think the problem that we see is that there are some people who are so 
gung ho about being in a relationship that they're willing to give up everything. And then they turn around, they expect Correct. their partner to give up everything too. Good point. That's a good you point. Know? Yeah. So, you know, there's some people who go to the extreme with going to the we. It's not like they're, they're ready to ban- abandon the I in a second. You know, everything they've been doing has been building to get to the we. And so they, they want to leave, they want to leave that I behind and they want somebody to do the exact same thing. But I think that's where we start crossing point. over into the codependence yeah. from the interdependence. Yeah, no, I, I think that's real. And then there's the other groups of folks. I think this is who we're alluding to. And there's also the group of folks who are like, well, I, I've been single for such a long time. I've just been so used to doing what I'm doing. So now that I'm right. in a relationship, I just, I'm all I know is like what I've been doing, right? That's right. the other group, you know? And it's like, why do I have to change my schedule? Fridays at five is always like, you know, happy hour with the crew. And it's yeah, like, exactly. okay, cool. Like no one's saying that, like, but you also need to communicate with your crew that like you are in a different context now because that was single you. Right, right. There are limitations. There are boundaries. Right, you know, you know I, I may not be able to go happy hour from five to seven, but mm-hmm. I could probably rock with y'all from like five to five forty-five. Right, you know, I, I don't know. Right. right, like part of this, what we're talking about is like there needs to be safe conversations about the I versus the we. The problem is, I think you've said it before, or our, our sister Wena, who you know check us out on the cipher, right. you know, uh, once a month, you know, here on <laughs> kingsoftheheart.com, you know, is that it, it, it's it's it, it gets weird for people to fully acknowledge that like hey it's okay for me to still kind of maintain these things mm-hmm. and and have that connection and have that we right. um people got to start with the with that dichotomy man like right. it's not as black and white brother Rick. because they get resentful they get yeah. so resentful it's like i have to give all this up now you know because you or i have to make changes that i don't want to make look at you you decided to be in a relationship you decided to get married and so you didn't know that there were going to be sacrifices made to do that, you know, yeah. and, 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 and even that, you know, why does it have to be a sacrifice? It doesn't have to be a sacrifice because the moment you use a word like, like sacrifice, Thank you. you're already going to have a negative thought about that, Say you know? Again, so, man. so you get rid of the, get rid of that kind of term. It's not a sacrifice. It's just a change. It's a change. You're establishing a boundary. And, you know, again, if you're looking at it as a sacrifice, you're going to feel like it is, you are going to become resentful Burden. behind it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And 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 I appreciate you saying that. I think that's you brought explicitly what I was alluding to earlier. Words words so matter. Oh, they right? do. So when you say oh, sacrifice yeah. versus like a change. To me, when I hear like change or something, to me, I I, I think it's more open. It it, it, it right. tells me that whatever it is today may not be that way in five years. Right. So that's why I always tell people, man, chill out. You don't know what this is going to look like down the line. Yeah, you may not be able to, like, spend, again, (laughs) Fridays at 5 o'clock with the crew at happy hour. That's for right now because of what y'all got on y'all plate, baby. Right. I don't know what right. else to say. Five years but, from now, you may might want you to be out later. Like, yeah. be, give me some space. I <laughs> need more space, space. You know, I'm say tired as, you want. as long as you text, stay all right. the way out. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like we're being facetious here, but that's what. But but sometimes we have to kind of highlight how funny these things are when we take a step. Back oh yeah. Because I I, I uh, oh and the other thing um. It's something you said, and I'd like for you to like expound on that, brother. Is the um, people got to be careful, like in the beginning of the relationship with the honeymoon phase, where it's all about like we do everything together. Yeah. And oh yeah. Speak, speak to that, brother, because oh, yeah. I think that's the other narrative that, that becomes talked about a lot too, right? Yeah. We, I think I think where we started the conversation was 
for couples who have been together for some time and they're still figuring out the I versus the we. But let's also give some developmental attention to uh, those couples that were like, well, I just found someone. I just want to be with them all the yeah. time. I cut out all my friends and family. And it's like, uh, brother, Rick, you're what going are your to thoughts re- about that? You're going to regret that. You are going long term. You're going to regret that. I mean, yeah, when you meet somebody, you can become so excited. You know, you're so infatuated and you have this 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 need that has finally been met. And so you're giving your all. And yeah, that honeymoon phase, you're, there's so many things that you're doing. Um, there's so much time that you're spending together because you're really just trying to get to know each other and feel each other out. So yeah, you're investing a lot more time. And for some people, again, you just said it, they're willing to cut out everybody else in order to focus just on this. But long term, you're going to regret that because there will come a time where you're going to need some variety in your conversation. And we talk about this, brother Rick. You and I talk about this on and off the record all the time. Yeah, you know, so you're gonna want to have to, you're gonna want to have maintain those other relationships. Again, you may not be able to engage with them to the same degree that you were before you got married or you got into this relationship. Correct. Good point. But you want to still maintain those because there will come a time where you don't want to just be around your mate all the time. I don't care how excited you are. There are going to be times where it's like, okay, you know what? I just need to go and speak to somebody else. It's like when you have kids. You know, some people are so excited to have kids. I can't wait to have kids. You have your kids. But this can become a time where you're going to want to talk to adults. Yeah, correct. <laughs> you know, so you're going to want correct. a little variety in your life. But I think people forget about that um, early on, those early, early developmental stages of a relationship. But you have to remember, you know, um, you have a community. You're going to need that community as you move forward. Um, in those times where you are having rough patches in your your marriage or your relationship, you're gonna want to have people to lean on outside of, of just your mate. You know, so as much as you're you're excited to form that we, you still have to maintain, like we said, maintain that sense of independence, that sense of individuation. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah. I got it right that time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know stuff, man. I have a dictionary. I know. I know. Um, you know, so you know, you wanna you wanna just take your time. Look, look at be excited. You know, be excited. Maintain that sense of passion throughout your relationship. But also remember that there will come a time where you will need other people to lean on and to talk to. Yeah. And 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 when you think about the whole notion of I versus the we, um, Brother Rick, I, I think it'd also be important for our listeners to have us kind of break down, like, the emotional aspect of that, mm-hmm. right? Right. So when you hear... You know, um, when you were talking about that I versus the we with the, you know, with what that sister was sharing, um, what what prominent feelings come up when it comes to that? That shift? Trying to balance. Yeah, the shift and or the balance. Right, yeah. right. I think the, the first thing that can happen is people start to feel, um, well, it depends on what's going on with you. Sure, Because, course. again, if you are of the mindset that you feel like you're sacrificing and giving up and, and leaving and not looking at it more as a evolution, you know, and, and change and evolution, then you may begin to feel resentful. And so that's one feeling that may come up as you're making that transition from I to we, that sense of resentment, because yeah, you have somebody and you're doing all the things you think you're supposed to be doing, but you feel like you have to give up so much in order to be there. I think you can become resentful mm-hmm. on the flip side. I think for some people who are, um, moving from I to we and very enthusiastic about it can feel a sense of bliss. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, hey, I am very happy and I feel fulfilled in this sense of, in, in this this forming of the we. 
you know. So I think that's the, that's the way we want you to go. We want you to feel a sense of bliss about it, you know. Um, yeah. There is a sense. There can be a sense of of loss and grief of yeah. your of your you know yeah. your individual life. You know, mm-hmm. hey, look at there are times I really enjoyed being a bachelor. Of course, there's sometimes <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it, but but now you know this. There's times where you think, okay, well, you know, it's it was fun. You know, the things I, I I miss about it, but I much prefer having somebody at home. I much prefer the stability of you know of exactly. a long term relationship. You know, yeah. um, so you will have that too. So this again, it all depends on how you're coming at it. You know, yeah. you know what are, what are some um, some examples of, of of emotions that you find people are going through as they make that transition from I to we. Uh, I, I, I mean, the ones that you brought up is really good. I even love the part about grief and and loss. I I, I think that gets overlooked pretty quickly right. because we had lifestyles before we met our partners, and right. so uh, a, a part of those uh, parts of our previous lifestyles have to go, like literally go. And right. then there are other <laughs> parts, to. right? And then there are other parts that just have to be changed and reoriented within the context and confines of your relationship, right? I think what also comes with that is fear, right? So True. I'm scared. What does that mean for me? What does that mean about me that I don't want to do that or mm-hmm. I'm I'm having a hard time grasping that? Um, fear of, you know, will I lose myself? Right? Like right. so, fear, fear I, of the I, unknown. Fear of the fear unknown. Of the unknown. Not right? knowing on the other I, side of this this new we because you haven't experienced that the same way before. Right. Exactly. Um. I and and I also think it's um. And I think the fear translates into a couple of different ways. Like one of them is like, well, yeah, like relationships aren't permanent. Mm-hmm. I think some people walk around cognitively having mm-hmm. that. And that's based mm-hmm. on previous previous life experiences, whether mm-hmm. in their families or just previous relationships. You've come to kind of realize that like, well, relationships aren't permanent, but I'm permanent. So I got to like, I'm fearful to give up or I'm fearful to reorient reorient my lifestyle or myself right. because I don't know we I don't know if I'm going to marry this person you see like those right. are common examples of how, how that fear is manifesting and usually our job is to kind of get underneath mm-hmm. to that fear like the defensiveness is there it's like why because because it comes out as very cold-hearted commentary right they'll right. say things you'll hear clients say things like well you know um tomorrow's not promised I don't know if we're even going to be together or whatever and it's like that's some hurtful <laughs> stuff to hear wow right you know what exactly. I mean like that's it's hurtful but underneath that is technically fear Fear. that's all that's that they're communicating they're just not going about it in a weird way and so some people are walking around with like well kings of heart why do i need to reorient my lifestyle when relationships aren't permanent and we could break up come tomorrow we can get divorced come tomorrow and it's like yes that's reality but it's not as black and white as you're painting it right Right. Right. So I just want to underscore the fear. Like there are other uh, emotions there. But I think when I think about couple couples relationships, it's the fear that I think is not always brought to light Mm. to discuss and work through. The other kind of fear that I want to bring up is the fear that this new we is going to look like previous we's. And so the Mm. the the I don't want to say trauma necessarily trauma, but the. The, the poor experiences you had having trying to bond with somebody else before. Yep. You know, and being fearful that it's going to mirror that. Yeah. And so, yeah, you may be the common denominator in that and you may have contributed to that, but you're with someone new. So you have the opportunity to form something new. It doesn't have to look like what you've been through before. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, yeah, and so, you, so, so don't approach this from the standpoint that, you know, well, my, and this is what I hear all the time. Well, I was in a, a relationship before yep. and, and my mate yep. was trying to control me. 
Yep. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be that way this time. You know, did no. you communicate, like you said earlier, did you communicate what your fears were about that which you made previously? If not, yeah. well, okay, they may not have realized that that's what they were doing or that's how you perceived it. And so now you have the opportunity from jump to talk to your mate and say, this is how I perceive you wanting me to check in. It feels like you're trying to control me. It feels like, um, you know, all those different things. So you can you can do this differently. It doesn't have to look like what it was before. So don't be fearful of that. Yeah. Right. I, I really like that a lot. But I also want to stress too, not but and I want to stress too that I think that's where therapy is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I think that's why uh, at least, you know, for me, I'm always like, well, we always got to be careful jumping from one relationship to the next. We are carrying some form of history with us to the next. And, right. Um, when you were Give talking, I was, room. yeah, man. And, 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 and I also think why not even get in a few sessions of couples therapy, oh, no without dating and get, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a transition for both. So yeah. this conversation, I just want to put out there to our listeners, this conversation about the I versus the we can definitely easily be addressed in the context of couples therapy. Oh yeah. Even if you go put in a few sessions, at least a really great therapist will be able to walk you guys through, yeah. you know, highlighting some of that Venn diagram work that we was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but 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 I also want to put out there because I like what you said. It also had me thinking about, um, yeah, man, previous relationships can really um, cloud people's ability ability to think truly in the present yeah and that's because you know there's a lot of toxic individuals out there. there's a lot of narcissists out there there's a lot of like um oh, em emotionally a mental abusers out there mm -hmm. who take that i versus we and mm -hmm. really warp it mm -hmm. and do a lot of like carnage mm -hmm. to a person's soul so I always have to validate and go there in sessions to, to whenever I hear people kind of walk me through their relationship history, um, you know, previously. And I'm like, yeah, OK, now that makes sense. Now. Yeah. Like now yeah. I understand right. the tremendous fear that you have. Right. Or how protective you are over your ego and psyche and yeah. individuation. Like yeah. now I get it. But while validating, it's important to kind of help them see how that defensiveness and protectiveness is now unintentionally creating harm within it so yeah. that's why i say it's not about the blame but it's about the context yeah. right so that's 100%. what triggered me when you were telling me about people in their previous relationships brother 100 you know and so as we're you know making that jump from the eye to the we like i mentioned earlier i always think about team you know now you are playing on a team and so i know this is a question i ask my clients all the time especially when i'm seeing issues between issues with people um, accepting the we and still focusing so much on the I. Dr. Hart, what does it mean to be on a team in, in, your, in your estimation, in the way that you th see things? What does it mean to be on a team? What is a team? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I, I use that. I use that metaphor. Uh, I know my clients who who have worked with me over the past and and even today, they know how like I use a lot of sports metaphors because right. there's something beautiful about um, sports, whether you whether you've experienced it or not, or whether you watch it or not, when you watch a group of people come together, acknowledging each other's skills, but also acknowledging what they the other person doesn't do well, right. and 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 supports know your them. role, know your yeah, role, and, right, and mm -hmm. supports them. Um, when you think about the ability to call a timeout. And 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 we okay. We got to re-strategize. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. You know when, true, when you think about when you, when you think about coming together after a win and celebrating, whether it's high fiving or going to dinner or you know whatever, making love. Yeah, you know, like 
but also when it comes to like taking those L's, it's we took it together. Yeah. You know, we yeah. we it's not pointing fingers. Right. We gotta We're go not back blaming to, each other. No, we gotta go back to the drawing board. We gotta go watch film together, <laughs> right? Right. So how I'm what I'm saying, I, I want the audience to know I'm not just freestyling. This is literally the language, and this is how I talk to my couples about what teamwork is. Right. You know, like that's what it is. Like it, it's it's I'm gonna hold myself accountable, but I also gotta hold you accountable. But we got to do it in a way that gets us the W. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And right. we got to do less harm so we can win because we can't allow some of our the white noise, some of like kind of the external stuff to really block us because teamwork is about communication. OK, right. I'm sorry. I threw the ball too quickly. That's my bad. That's what you right. see when you are. That's someone got to say that's my bad. I right. got you. I got you next time. Right. We don't sit there and pound the person for that right Right. so these are some of the ways that we need the listeners to understand that you don't have to be a sports person you don't have to watch sports (laughs) but when you think about teamwork you are talking about interdependence that's what brother reek was saying he used the word it's interdependence Mm -hmm. okay being uh being in a relationship that's that's you got to be team oriented when you're raising a family you got to be team oriented when you're single out there wilding you're 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 running track and field by yourself you're 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 You're, playing golf those are the like sports yeah you know what i mean like those those are things those you know that's why there is a difference between team sports and individual sports right right and so like that's that's kind of where my mind goes to when i think about and also putting out there how i talk to couples about being a team Right. This is a true partnership. Right. And I think the thing I like to harp on when I talk about, um, again, that that sense of being a team is, you know, you have a common goal now. You yeah. know, you're not out here for individual accolades. You are actually working with somebody and you're establishing a goal. The goal is to win, for both of you to win as a team. And so when you think about as we're forming this team, that we want to sit down and talk about what our goals are and how we get there so we can draw up the plans, you know, and we draw them up together. It's not, we're not going to draw up a plan for me to dominate and for you to follow. No. How can we both play our individual roles in order to form a stronger team so that we can reach that common goal? It's true. You know, and, and, and I also, uh, and, and we can even put it out there for the audience as well. I think that's what also makes us like a great team as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like brother Rick and I talk on and off the record about like, um, even, even if you see us talk in person, when we've given talks, mm-hmm. I think the reason why people enjoy it is because there, there's, there's not this like, well, he taking up too much time. And so like, there's never that. Right. It's the whole notion of, I admire this brother so much, right? That goes back to something that we talked about last week with Sister Weena, the respect. When you really respect, respect. the skills mm-hmm. and the humanity of the other person, then it's not about the shine. Because even in sports, there's going to be a quarter where one person is going to dominate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what do they say? Feed the hot hand. I'm not going to sit there and be like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to feed them because right. I need the shine. Man, I'm trying to win. They right. want to win. But they also recognize that as they're getting hot, part of being a team in a relationship is also like i gotta make sure my partner is good i gotta make sure i bring yes, them along yes. i gotta make sure i check in yes yes you know like yes. th- these are things that are like important right folks mm-hmm. especially if you see that your your mate might be struggling a little bit correct you know correct you, you want to be able to think okay so where do i need to hop in you know to, to make sure that i feel in for my team and i think that's the thing that becomes really hard for people as well moving from the eye to the we because again remember we're interdependent and we talk about being interdependent we're talking about being able to depend on somebody else not saying that you're solely dependent and they have Correct. to do everything for you but Correct. you can depend on them 
And so recognizing that you do have someone depending on you now. And so you can't just operate how you want to. That's the other part I think people struggle with, that they are being held into account by somebody else. Yeah. You know, and, and it's so, okay. Right, and it's, it's okay. Fine. It's fine. I mean, this is what you should aim for. We are, look at, we live in an interdependent society. We're yeah. all held to account for something to somebody else. You know, and so to have that in your household with one person in particular who's really holding, that's a good thing. You know, and so, again, I think this goes to the whole thing around effort and people not really want to put the effort in. But when you're moving from that I to we, you have to be dependent and you want to make sure that, I don't want to say have to be dependent. You want to be dependable. Yeah. And you want to, you want your mate to know that they can always turn around and have you there in those times where they're the weakest. Just like you can do the th- same for them. You're not yeah. always going to be on your A game. No. And there're going to be times no. where you are going to need your mate to kind of step in and that's okay. 100%. I think and this gets back to our uh, our conversation around fairness and negotiation. Some people approach like, well, it's not fair. I did my part. Why don't why can't do why can't they do their part? Well, it's not about people doing their parts all the time. There're going to be times where you yeah, you're going to have your role, they're going to have theirs. There's going to be times where one of you are not able to complete everything that's required to fulfill your role. So you may have to step in. You may have to be the one that goes grocery shopping, even though it's your mate's main thing. You know, you, you, that's what you guys agreed on. You'll do the grocery shopping. I'll do the cooking. Well, there may be times where they can't go grocery shopping. They may be caught up in a meeting. They not, may not be feeling well, whatever. So you may have to go and do it. Well, that's not fair. We're not talking about what's fair. We're talking about what's balanced, what's equitable, because there are going to be times where you're not going to be able to do everything and your partner's going to have to turn around and do the things that you're required to do, that you, that you said you were requiring to do. That was your role. You know, that's yeah. I think that's where people get really caught up. It's like, yep. yeah, it's, it's not just about, uh, I, I can keep going on. But anyway, it's what, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, it, it makes sense even you connecting it to fairness and negotiations. And I think, again, people need to understand that I, the I versus the we um, it's going to look different. It's going to, it's going to change, man. It's going like, to feel different. It's going to smell it's, different. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah. You know, and, and people just got to be okay with that. Like I always, that's why I always tell people and I'm pretty blunt with my clients. I'm like, look, you can't act single in this relationship, mm-hmm. you know? And if you want to do that, I think you let's go ahead and start having a different conversation <laughs> on how to end this. No, I right, tell them straight right. up uh, because right. like no, that, that right. is the, that is the true smack in the face. Meaning you can't sit in front of me and even try to have it all of your way. Right. Like this is what Burger King is. That, isn't that their, yeah. their slogan? Right. Like have yep. it your way. Right. I mean, you, you can't do that like i don't i don't think any healthy relationship falls into the category where one person is literally running their own place and right. expecting their partner to catch up right i think i may be wrong but i'm just saying but i think that's the one area we didn't really discuss people who are afraid to share they don't want to yeah. share or they're not used to sharing you know I, I get i hear this all the time where i have a couple when one person's an uh, only child and they like to bring that up well they're only child so you know they don't know how to share they don't know how to pass the ball they never learned all those things you know and so i think there's a, an element of this where people just don't either want to or know how to share and share that space share that time share that effort share that those 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 compromises you know do that negotiating because they either don't have experience with it or they have bad experiences with it or they just genuinely just don't know. But you but an element of moving from I to we is you are sharing your life with somebody now. And you yeah. can't and this kind of goes back into the whole thing where we've been saying 
You can't just do things the way that you've always done them and how you're comfortable doing them. You have to learn new ways and new strategies and new mechanisms in order to make sure that the both of you are working together. It's yeah. not just about what you've always done. That's straight up. I mean, that's real. And let's also put it out there too, um, you know, for our listeners, also the way that you're delivering these um, talking about the transition and trying to work together, the way you deliver these messages are very, very important, mm -hmm. right? You don't criticize people because the way people have been doing things, they've been doing it well before they met you. Right. So you need to chill out. Right. Why not ask questions? Oh, oh, can, you, oh. Can, you, can, you, can you say a little bit? Can, help me to understand how is it that you do the dishes after you eat versus while, you know, you're you're cooking like that's something mm -hmm. me and my wife had to talk about. We joke all the time because like when I cook, I, I'm actually cleaning as I go because right. I don't want to see a huge mess afterwards. Right. My wife is more likely to like cook, have everything kind of be crazy. And then like she works on it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't criticize her. She didn't even criticize me. But it literally I, I wanted to know. I was pretty curious, you know. Yeah. And, and that's part of it. But what I didn't say is you need to do it the way I do it. Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. Right. That that because if the common goal is for one for us to eat and also we both have acknowledged that we're going to get the dishes done, then let me respect the way my wife goes about doing it. That's the individual individuation part. Right. 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 That's the right. respecting it. Right. But if it was something else like, yeah, that that called for more kind of meaning in the center, then, of course, we're going to sit and talk about it. But still ask questions, folks. Don't critique. Criti being critical is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse of relationships that John Gottman and his crew talk about. So don't criticize someone's way of doing it. Ask those questions, man. You have to ask the questions. You definitely have to ask the questions. And so as we're wrapping up this episode of Kings of the Heart, you know, we always like to do our noble truths. And so this is our chance to give you a couple bullet points, some things we want you to walk away from this conversation with that's going to help you as you make that transition from I to we. So yeah. Dr. Hart, give us a few bullet points. What are some, some key points that we discussed today that we want our listeners to remember? Yeah, I, I think um, what comes to mind is when you think about I versus we in the context of a relationship, I would write down all the feelings that come to mind because we talked earlier about there are feelings associated with this, right. right? I would also talk to my partner about like, what have been your experiences when you've tried to do that transition of I versus we in previous relationships, yeah. right? That's that curiosity, but it also allows you to ground yourself in what your partner has gone through to understand what you may be entering into as you guys are like trying to get through it. Mm -hmm. um, I also think it's important for people to be very curious, mm -hmm. right? Oh yeah, and, ask those and, questions. And I think, yeah, ask those questions. And I also think that, um, to Brother Reek's point, um, try not to get into tit for tat or that mm -hmm. fairness piece, right. because I think that clouds it a lot. It's right. not as black and white. Right. I think, you know, when we think about these noble truths and the bullet points, the one thing I want to highlight is that this is about compromise, you know, and negotiating. So yep. when you think about when you are moving from the I to the we, again, it's not just based off of what you think and what you want and what you've done traditionally. You have to learn how to negotiate and you have to be willing to negotiate and know that negotiating is a good thing. It's fine. You know, if you go into negotiating thinking that you're going to have to give up things, that you're going to have to sacrifice things, Words you're, matter, always, yep. you're always going to have a negative feeling around that. Yep. So check the language you're using as you're making this transition and know that when you're negotiating, you're negotiating, negotiating for the betterment of both of you as a couple, not just so that one person is winning all the time, 
Good. You know, and That's one person winning yep. and you're losing. No, it's about how you're negotiating and coming to to agreements about what it is that you need to do for the betterment of your relationship. Yeah. 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 Spot on, man. Yeah, Not man. Spot on. Yeah, man. We get we get deep on this, John. We do. That. We do get deep. And, you know, as always, man, it's always good to sit here and talk with you. You know, you're my man. You're my brother. Man. You are one of the most brand, brilliant man. brothers I know, man. I man, love the insight I, I feel- you bring to this table. I feel the same way, man. I mean, like just your insight and just your energy, man. Like you, you keep me going, man. Like, yeah. and I appreciate to be on this platform. No with doubt, you man. It's a love fest, man. Two brothers can love each other, man. It's a <laughs> love fest course. over here. Vulnerability is okay. <laughs> Vulnerability is a fantastic thing. All right, Doctor John, how can the listeners contact you or find out more about you, man? Man, feel free to check me on social media, uh, John Hart. Also, check me out at www.rccmaryland.com. Also, check us out at kingsoftheheart.com as well. Um, we're going to be putting up more and more content. We're hoping, you know, with COVID, you know, trying to figure itself out, you can hear and see more of us. Right, whether, without a doubt. You know what I mean? So we got, I'm we got excited, plans, man. y'all. We got plans. We definitely got oh, plans. Oh, we do. Oh, we do. <laughs> Brother Reek, where, where, where can the people um, find you at? Again, you can find me on all different social media platforms at Tyreek Omari or Tyreek Omari Walton. You can find me at TyreekOmariWalton.com or like Dr. Hart said, you can find me right here at KingsOfHeart.com. All right. Well, guys, check us out. We are also on all streaming platforms. I can send you a list. We are everywhere. Everywhere. So there's nowhere you can go and not find Kings of the Heart. So you'll always be able to find us somewhere. Make sure you keep listening to us. Check out some of our old episodes and look forward to our new ones. So you guys have a fantastic week. Dr. John Hart, I salute you, brother. Salute you too, man. You have a great week, man. Take care, everybody. Peace.